בוקר טוב, בוקר טוב ומבורך. A whole section in the learning of Breslov is Rabbi Nachman's Sipurei Maasiyot, the, the tales, the stories. It's a whole section in the world of Rabbi Nachman. And it's not like cute Hasidish tales. The stories Rabbi Nachman told were filled with secrets and secrets and secrets. Some people spend a lot of time learning them Be'iyun, Be'iyun Rav. Hopefully we'll get, we'll get there one day as well, that we'll dedicate a chunk of time to understand the stories that Rabbi Nachman shared because they're filled... with Torah, but they're also filled with direction towards the avodah of the end of days, which is what we're in right now. Um, and what we're going to be doing today is taking one piece of a story, and you'll see how even in one piece of the middle of the story, and you may not even know the context of the story, and it doesn't even matter in order to learn things out of it. Okay, so did it ever happen to you that you really wanted to talk to someone because you felt like you had something to share or something to learn from them, and you begin the conversation, And you see it's not going anywhere, but you don't know what to do because you, you started it. <laughs> More or less, yeah. It's a very awkward situation. It's very bizarre. But when it comes to Ruchnius, I mean, this happens, happened to me quite, quite some time, you know, many times that it's very hard, like when you're certain, like, no, I'm supposed to be going here to receive from, from this, and then you go and it's not happening, it can create a big tumult in your heart and it can create bad things. If it's just a conversation with someone that you wanted to get close to and it's not working, say there, chabal, hopefully I'll find someone else in my life. But when it happens to be about someone, a friend that you wanted to actually like have a deep talk with and it's not deep, then it's a problem. Like, For, for, for a long time, whenever I'd go up to my Rosh Hashiva, when I first went to, to Amiftai, I'd go up to the, to the Rav Bravinder's seat, and every time I came with the safe or whatever, and I wanted to engage in that way, and every time it was like, Katz, what's really going on in, in, in the Moshev? Like, or he would ask me questions, or, or what, what, what's happening with your Chavra in LA? And it was never, I, was, I, I wanted so badly for it to be about No, it's a Rosh Yeshiva, I'm a Talmud, I want it to be about this. It took me a long time to realize that what Rav Bravander was, was doing in his very creative and deep wisdom was that he was setting the stage for something much deeper than just saying, okay, let's just connect like this right now. He was doing something very, very deep. But Rav Nachman says that gonna, when Mashiach comes, he's going to teach us the Midah of Savlanut, right? I didn't have that, and I didn't have that, and for, it took a long time for me to basically like be okay with his method of giving over, as opposed to what I thought I need and must be the Indian. It's a very deep lingwood. It's a very deep lingwood. It connects to what we, what, if you have a chance to listen to last night's partial class, this is exactly the Nikuda of the Chet of Adam Arishon and the Chet HaEgel, that things have to happen on my time. So it's a very interesting thing. Okay. What we're going to see today is just, again, one paragraph like you see on the top of this page. Based on this one paragraph in the middle of a story, Reb Levi Yitzchak Bender is going to tell us a, a, a beautiful, simple Eitzah from Rebbe Nachman. But let's learn the paragraph from the story. Orech nichnas lebalabait v'sha'al lebalabait ma'ayin parnasatcha והשיב לו, אין לי פרנסה קבועה בביתי, רק מחייתי מן העולם. An orach, a guest, walked into the house of someone, and he asked the Baal Abayit, what do you do for a living? 
The Balabite answer, I don't have a, you know, a, a set kavua, uh, pr- you know, way of income. Uh, here, it probably means maybe I have to travel, like I have to, it's not something steady, I have to go out and do things. Okay, Vish. Like what, um, what you, like, uh, sustenance? Yeah, yeah, sustenance. Like, my sustenance is nothing kavua, it's not like I wake up, yeah. Vishalo. And then he asked him, well, what are you learning? And then he answered him what he's learning. And they were conversing together. So, okay, you know Sachnash is? Right? Right. Yeah. Um, but the Lashon here is very accurate. Okay, look, the, the word, you saw what the words were? They were conversing together, meaning the conversation was going on, and nothing was really happening. Until they actually entered a new realm of the conversation, which was, like we said, a sachnash. Till actually, <laughs> right, till that started happening. We're going to learn a whole Torah based on that one line. It's unbelievable. And then the Balabait, Then out of nowhere, he starts to have these longing. Then he started wondering, wow, how do I, how do I become holy? How do I attach myself to holiness? Now, you don't, for today's year, you don't have to know the context of anything else in this story other than one thing. A conversation began about Parnasa, and it ended off with pe- with one, uh, with two people longing for Dvekas. At a certain point in the conversation, something switched, and it began to be soul talk. At a certain point, okay, that that's what we have to know from this story. Beseder, clear so far. Any questions on this paragraph? Or not. It's pretty straightforward. Vaita, let's go. Now, this is Rebbe Levi Yitzchak Bender, the leading breast of Rechassir in the last century. This is how he explains this. If, in fact, the deeper will of a person when they engage with someone is to actually speak about things that really matter, about meaningful things in life, and things which will open your heart, and it's very much connected to what I told you when you walked in here. <laughs> Even if in the beginning you don't merit it, but then when you keep up, when you start talking, but you continue to talk and you don't give up on the conversation, as I then even if it doesn't happen in the beginning, within the flow of the conversation, olim dvarim tovim gute diburim. Good things will come out. It happened to me a little bit yesterday. Someone asked me, how are you doing? And I thought about it. And I said, usually I won't say Baruch Hashem because I don't want to sound from. So I'm, I'm actually going to give an answer, right? And then I was like, wait a second. Yesterday I was really feeling like really Baruch Hashem. So I said, you know what? Really Baruch Hashem. He's like, from or not from? Daniel. <laughs> 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 From or not from? It was like a, this is someone that was, you know, we have this, uh, it's Rav Daniel Katz, if you know him. He was, whatever, it was very special. We have a very uh, <laughs> a good 
uh, we, we actually like each other. It's, it's like a rare thing. <laughs> no, it's like, like yeah, I love you, I love you. Then you have people that you actually like, you know, you like. It's, you, you feed off each other. You could, you know, you're, whatever. But the way, he, but so I was thinking like, how many times people ask someone like how they're doing until they get to answering that question can take paragraphs or hours or years of a relationship. I think what he's saying over here is that if you're Ratzonapni me, is to mamish connect to someone in order to bring out, <clears throat> to receive from them, you know, they inspire you so much as it is, or maybe they see something in you, but it's not happening in the beginning. Don't worry. If you're Ratzonapni me, is that something beautiful should come out of this? Stick to the conversation. Don't stop. Don't give it up. I'll give you another example. There's a famous Rav in Yushalayim that many of you know without mentioning names. But used to inspire me day and night from his um, emails that were sent out. This is when emails were really, when when weekly divrei Torah was the beginning of weekly divrei Torah. You know, like twenty like twenty years ago when it wasn't like you're on twenty five lists and WhatsApp group. There was no you know it was just email. So Facebook, was nothing else. It was just email. About twenty years ago, Berach, and I was so inspired by this person. And I knew I really, if I could have a chance to actually be with them in person, it would be even more gishma. It would be amazing. So anyway, I'm walking down to the Kotel one Friday night, and I see him there. And I said, oh, Rabbi, so-and-so, I want you to know, like, it's such a schuss to meet you here. I'm, I'm where are you davening? You know, here, I'm like, I want you to know, I, I, you did very tired, inspire me so much every Friday. They give me so much. He's like, oh, yeah, that stuff. Yeah, I was just adapted from a few different... My secretary puts it together from different mm-hmm. classes over the years. Mm-hmm. No, so I, I looked at him, and then I'm in front of the Kotel, right? So I'm like, I'm asking, I said, come on, Bemet, lay a fair. It's not nice, Bemet, it's not nice. I feel like, right? Isn't that not nice? It's a weird response. So there's a few options. I mean, I actually know that... The, the, I mean, I, let's do a Kav Schut Zarma session, but... Or he could just jump to that. No, no, let's go, let's go through the Kavshut. Maybe he's being very humble. Mm-hmm. Um, for your sake. For your sake, I'm saying that. Because that's so hurtful. <laughs> no, no, I, yeah. I, I, went, I mean, I'm good. It was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were his words. They were, in that they were his words. Like, they were in order. You didn't, need to, you didn't need to make the addition because, like, they were his words. Like, he was... Right, and he didn't even... He, he wasn't even aware. Thank you. Huh? What's wrong with... Thank you so much. Right. What's wrong? I mean, so I'm not, I don't. You know, I know who it is. So. No, no, no. I'm not going to say who it is, but maybe. Well, I, I, therefore, I can say something. But legamre. But I think that maybe. Well, and we'll get back to why I brought it up in a second. But I don't want to lose track of it. But maybe it's because, you know, not all people that cause people to be inspired are actually inspiring in person. <laughs> it's a. It, well, it's it's ha- moment, it's hard, huh? At the, at the first moment, even after the tenth moment. Well, yeah, yeah. I feel like you have to. I don't know. It's like comedians who are so funny when they're doing their comedic routine, and then in person they're like dry and like zero personality. And that's surprising. That's surprising. Yeah. Uh, what about musicians? Are you kidding me? Musicians that are able to. Like many of you think that the musicians that you like because Hashem gave them a gift of expression. That would, they can actually talk. Do you know how many of the musicians that you all know, can, they can't have a conversation with you? Mm-hmm. They, can't talk, they can't talk to you. Their only way of talking to you is when there's thousands of people or when you're very, very, very far. This happens all the time. Yeah, yeah, but you're saying based on this that 
even those people who are able to meet themselves best through music, through writing, and that's how they inspire, because they're meeting themselves with Hashem, mm-hmm. through their writing, through their music, through whatever. You're saying, if you continue the conversation... Ah, so very good. You're bringing us back to this. To, <laughs> no, no, I, it's very good. So... He's saying like this. This sounds like a contradiction. It's, you know, so I was going to bring it back home to what you said. It's very good. He's saying that if your ratzon, okay, in engaging with the person is to bring about diburim kedoshim, good words and holiness, then if you stick to the conversation, eventually something, you, you start to go into that zone of, like he said, um, until you eventually enter into this place where it's Dvarim HaYotzim Now, you're thinking right now, what if the person is actually a filthy, arrogant, fill in the blank? Are you supposed to continue the conversation with someone that's just, you know, could it be that someone that you thought you were going to receive or give inspiration to is just filthy? And maybe maybe the Eitzah is, <laughs> yalla. I believe that there's in every person there's something. So even if it's that person is is has that filth, like you know the the Torah about that Rebbe that died and that and this person that that bad mouth him and all this stuff made him out like how could you say you know mm-hmm. is that every for thirty days I'm gonna write yeah. it. So he found good. So I think believe that if you if you tap in and go under or Rebbe Nachman believes the same as you. Oh, it's not my. <laughs> <laughs> but I that's what I've learned over the course. Yeah, I believe people are born yeah. that way. With the purity. The purity. Yeah. There are people in this world who do... Who Everyone very is. very hard to yeah. erode that. They like, like, erode that. It's no longer... Yeah? I mean... Yeah. You hear stories that are of terrible people who are terrible things. Even to children, to... <coughs> uh, no, we have to... We have to have our Wanting to, I have a sense that I have a negia. A negia means I have some shaykhus, meaning yeshli shamashu. I have some kind of spark there. I have to. So what happened? Huh? So what happened? Okay, so I'll go back to him, and I realized that I'm a kabel that it was my lesson for bitu in terms of the image of the person behind the words. And once I accepted that he actually is not a personable person, he's not. But he's a sweet. It's not his fault. It's not like it's not because of Amida. It's just the way he is. But there's a reservoir of depth. I was able to. It took. It took many years. It took probably another five or six years. He's a big rub in Yerushalayim. You, almost all of you know him. And afterwards, I was able to realize. Okay, I have something here. It's not going to come from sichas like this with him. For me, it's just going to come from avatling myself to the Torah that he has to share. And perhaps, maybe if I don't give up on the conversation, it will come out in Sichas like this. Could be. I don't know. But that was my limud from that person, from that Rav. Mm. Not, Not yet. Ruch Hashem. He's still alive and I'm still alive, meaning we're still in the process. I think also what you're saying is very beautiful because... Self-seeking, it's not, it's like you said, there's a certain self-seeking there, because you were like, excited to, you know, to, to, um, you know, bring up what he's, he, how he's inspired you, mm-hmm. but these people are not always, you know, just because no. they have that certain, you know. No, no, no. Let's go, let's go ahead. The next paragraph. Let's go ahead. 
סוודת זכנשת, מסיימים את השיחה והולכים ונפרדים זה מזה. What ends up happening sometimes, that you start speaking about even like holy things, Talmud Torah or whatever it is, but you see there's no harmony here. It's not, לא יודע מה, it's not bringing, huh? Flowing? It's not flowing, it's not arousing anything, it's not, huh? No, there's no, actually the word in yeshivish is, it's not shtimming. Shtim. Shtim, it's not shtimming, it's not there. And he says, what happened? So you said, you know, you're like, both of you say, oh, I have to meet someone or something like that. <laughs> and it's over. And then you go, each, you each go your own way. Achlokem melandeinu rabbeinu. Rabbi Nachman says, sorry. That's not our way. Tzrichim l'amshichu l'daber. You have to keep on talking. Belo laharpot. Don't just let go. Ulevasof bevaday yiske shadibur yeh bechils uveshetif. There will be some kind of liveliness and flow which will result from a conversation that you don't give up on so fast, if it's mamish l'shem shemayim. Ki al-yidei yachad, because by conversing together, like the Rebbe used those words, u-mamshichim basicha, and you continue with the conversation, nichnasim, you enter into a new world of conversation, which is called dvarim hayotzim min halev. It's like amazing. You can have a conversation with someone, And it's about good things, but it's not yet the Indian there. And then you, el- you enter into a new pardes of a conversation. While you're in this, like, it's like you went up a level, you know. While you're talking to someone, it's like you enter into a new level. And that new world within the conversation is called, oh, now we've entered the chamber, the orchard of Dvarim Hayotzim Min Same person, same conversation, but it went up to another place. Now, the word in Hebrew that he uses here For conversation is not dibul and it's not amira, it's siach, and that's very important. Where do we see the word siach the first time in the Torah? First time in the Torah. We're talking about vegetation already, right? It's right in the beginning of the Torah. So we're talking about like when things have to grow, it needs a person to daven over it, right? Yes, later on when we speak about Yitzchak Avinu going out and davening, But basically, this was preparing us. This tzaddik said, you know, this happens in conversation between people about not giving up when it's not flowing in the beginning, right? Like you ever invite someone, this is, this is when it gets really weird, like when you invite someone for Shabbos, for a meal, and it's just not happening. It's just like, it gets awkward really fast, and you, and you, you have to... Like, huh? <laughs> That's what it was meant for. Zemez, <laughs> okay. Or you have to really like, re- you have to like dig deep and think, of like you have to like basically, or spend the rest of the meal doing, playing Jewish geography. And then you realize, wow, even here, there's no like third cousin that went to high school with this, nothing. So what ends up happening there? You probably, like, Beseder, you do your best. But we feel like that sometimes in davening too with Hashem. Is that this is just not clicking. Mm-hmm. Now, in the name of holiness, or in the name of being real and authentic, I may come to the conclusion that, the, that then the right thing to do is, God doesn't want a robot. I'm closing the safe for you. God doesn't want me to be a mechanic. doesn't want me to be this on automatic pilot. The Rebbe Nashleim wants chiyus, wants life. 
right? So look what he says now, the bottom of fifth of Yudbet. Kmo chen betfila sotu in davening, kasher adam omed litpalel achat mitfilotav dipnei boro. When a person begins to daven one of his tefilas before Hashem. Even if that person still doesn't feel passion and longing, you don't sit there and be like, yeah, I'm not going to start until the fire is starting to roar. You have to start davening even if you're not feeling it. ולומר את המילים והתיבות באופן פשוט. And to actually just say the words, הודו להשם קראו בשמו הודיעו בעמים עלילותיו. To actually just say the words. גם ללא ברן, ברן is fire, even without the fire, without the passion, right? ולבסוף תבוא התעוררות. But if you stick to it, and your כוונה is, I know there's something here for me, I don't feel it yet, but I'm not leaving this conversation, I'm not closing the door. I'm not looking at my watch and saying, oh, I forgot that I had a meeting. I'm sticking to it. He says, you're going to come to eat Orerut. I'll give you a great, um, I can bear witness to this, that this happened to me this morning. In Shul. I, well, I actually knew we were going to learn this, so I said, I better, you know. <laughs> it, it would be horrible if, like, I just said this over because he said so, but inside I'm thinking, this really doesn't work, but I... Bemet, I knew, so I was working with this this morning. And you know, you know how, like, I don't know, for you it's different, but with, you know, if a man has to, when you take your kids to school, and you know, you have to also make it to Minyan, and then your kid says on the way to school, I have to go to the Makolet because I'm whatever, those are sometimes the worst ones. Sad Dishmaya, it worked out, and I already planned in my mind, I'm going to get there in the late for davening, maybe I'll daven much later, after she, whatever it is. And I just said to my mom, you know, just stick to it. Let's see what happens. Stick with the course. And Tiffy ran in, got what she needed faster than I've ever seen her, seen her get anything. Got back, and I was first in shul. Second in shul. Second in shul. So then I'm like, ugh. And then I started feeling bad about myself, about all my, whatever, I'm just sharing you a little bit of this chit-chat, of this whole, and she got my mind. The point was, is that I didn't, the davening didn't start with, Oy, Dulashem, Kilu, Vishboy. Wasn't that. But I, I want to like really tune into this and be like, at what moment does it, does the sicha go into the world of 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 dvarim hayotzim alev? Can you detect when it happens? One time we actually did this nisayon with the chaver with the boys in, in the chabura to see when we stop singing the niglun and the niglun starts singing us. We we actually did a a, a nisayon like this. We did the uh, nigun of the song said about Shemtov, song said the Rishner, long, three piece nigun, meditative nigun, get really lost in there in a good way. And it was so beautiful that everyone did go, anyone that allowed themselves to go to that other world where the nigun sings you, couldn't tell when it happened. Those that were trying so hard to control the moment of when it happened never ended up going there. <laughs> so in davening, it's a very deep thing. It, you, it's not about detecting, oh, and then the light turned on, and then I started feeling it. On an avoda level, it is, I am not going to stop the conversation because it's not starting with, 
I'm not going to not start the conversation or I'm not going to stop the conversation just because it doesn't start with blen, with, with Islav, with passion. So you think, and it's a very interesting thing because you think that Rabbi Nachman would say, what are you kidding? You're going to be fake. Every word has to be authentic. And the Rebbe is dealing with our basic psychological human condition that it's not always going to be fire. And every conversation that we engage with won't necessarily be exactly that inspiring, motivational back and forth. But stick with it. That's the avoda. It sounds so deep. It, it's very simple. The depth ends up taking place. There is an eventual entering into an orchard of but you can't detect when it happens because it's me'alazman. It's beyond time, that moment where that conversation... <clears throat> you, you know my friend uh, Reb Leibish, 100? Do you know him? Montreal. Montreal. Now he's a, he's a Rav in both Beit Shemesh and Simchat Shlom and Yerushalayim. Be- Leibish and I, one Motzei Shabbos, we, we know that we started talking at about 9 p.m. on the corner of Usishkin and uh, Karen Kayemet. We don't know anything else. <laughs> we don't know when we stopped talking on a, hey, how was your last year in Montreal? And, when it, and we still, this, was, this sicha was about seven, eight years ago. Whenever we look at each other, we say, well, you know, we're still on that park bench, right? He's like, you're still on that? Yeah, we're still there. That's, a, that's going into a sicha of dvarim yosimin aliv. You can think about it in your own lives. Do you have moments that you've had with people where you were engaged in a conversation that went to that makom? Right? It went there. It still stays. It still lasts. Just like certain tefillahs. Like, you know what? I, I had an amazing, incredible moment with your husband when we, years ago when he took me on a, on a hike up to this amazing mountain in Melbourne. And we took the base Yaakov of Ishbitzer. The Rebbe Yaakov of Ishbitzer was with us. And it was so marvelous that we decided we're, we're, we're putting like a, before all this garbage, we're pinning, like we're putting a pin here, we're, we're dropping a pin here in our consciousness that whenever, whatever, you ever want to go back to that place because the sichas chaverim was so deep. And the Torah we were learning, it all added up. There was harmony, and we kind of made some kind of mental note of like dropping a pin. And I've gone there, it sounds really weird, but I've gone there a few times. And to know that like these things do exist, they're there. They don't. They're not as strong as when it's actually happening. But to remind ourselves that even if something in the beginning doesn't feel like it's flowing, stick with it. In shul, this happens quite often. In a person's personal tefillah, an attempt to connect, this probably happens more often than not. It's beyond time, it seems. <clears throat> and I feel like it connects to also why, like. They say Hasidim don't say goodbye. It's like that same idea. They're always they're they're always connected. They're always connecting. Right. Nahon. Nahon. But this is like beyond our basic normal talk. Like I don't. No, with individuals. Individuals, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think for a woman, maybe it looks different unless I'm missing the point. Like, I feel like... Let me, let, me, let me clarify a little bit. The conversations he's speaking about between people, men, women, doesn't matter who, it's not about how many psukim are you quoting to each other or how many midrashim you're memorizing. Or like learning actual Torah and the secrets no. of the world and no. conversations. No. That's... no, 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 no. Okay, just clarify. Not at all. 
it's engaging in meaningful conversations. Simple. On any level and shape or form that it is. It's not like we can only go out to coffee if you bring your uh, Nachiomi and I bring my... I, <laughs> I'm hearing, I'm hearing They are. And like, they're very hard to like, start. Like, but I think it's hard to start. Be, but, but the thing that it's hard to start because of this pressure that we put on ourselves that there is this like, mm, there is this like uh, powerful entry that must happen. You know, Reb Nachman says when he started doing his bodhis, he just say, you know, Hashem, this morning I, I, I woke up in the morning. I had that thought. I, I tied my shoe. Like, that's how he says he started these bodhis. Not. It's Shalom Aleichem. I'm here. Hi. Yes, Paul Mishal. Yes, Paul Mishal. And that's what he's saying. Davening has to be. Davening, if that's what happens during davening, that's good. Meaning, it's okay, but keep on davening. <clears throat> keep on davening. And he brings an he brings a, a, a example that Chassid saw this by Reb Nassim once. Look at this. Shamati Sipur Mipi Rabbi Avram Rabbi Nachman. You've heard this name before. Rabbi Avram, the son of Rabbi Nachman. He was a Breslover Chassid who actually moved to Eretz Yisrael. And the only time that he, but he would always, but back then, late 19th century, early 20th century, he kept on traveling back to Uman for Rosh Hashanah. Pretty wild, to back and forth back then. He was also friendly with Rav Kook, this Rabbi Avram Bereb Nachmans. He wrote a beautiful parish called Beer Be'er Halikutim. And his name has come up quite often. He was a real Eretz Yisrael, like a Reb Nachman Chassid. Very special, very, very special. And he's the son of, of Rebbe Nachman. Not Rebbe Nachman, but a Talmud of Rebbe Nassim, whose name was Rebbe Nachman from the town of Tulchin. The more you could learn the, the, the stuff with, in Brestov, these names will become more familiar. Shamati sipurmi pi Rebbe Avram be Rebbe Nachman, asher sham'u me'avi Rebbe Nachman Tulchin. He heard from his father, Rebbe Nachman of Tulchin, who was Talmido HaMuvak b'neeman b'ito, shel moreinu Rebbe Nassim. Okay, so this Reb Levinsbinder that's telling us this heard from Rabbi Avram, who heard from his father, and his father was Reb Nassim's right hand man. Pamachat nasa Reb Nachman mitolchin imorenu Reb Nassim benesia aruka. Bayamim ahem lo ayu adain mesilot barzel velakavot adain lo nau alehen. 
It says, before there were trains. Reb, this Reb Nachman of Tulchin, Reb Nassan were traveling. They were taken by horse carriage, uh, you know, a horse carriage. This, this is sometimes the, the journey would take God knows how long. And sometimes they would, they would, they would walk for days and days and days. They would, they would travel for days. And they ended up davening, ended up davening on the Agala as they're traveling. starts one morning. This Reb Nachman Tolchina sees Reb Nassim is trying so hard to begin the davening like he's used to with the right? The way that he's accustomed to when he's in his setting. Wasn't stimming. Didn't work. He tried so hard He tried so hard but it didn't work for him. It says, Reb Nassim of Breslov, While he's trying so hard and nothing is working, he which is relatively in the beginning of Shachris, right? Because if you're diving in Sfar, first you have Hodu, and then you have Mizmar Shir Chanukat Abayit David. This Pasuk, Zamru, uh, he reaches this pasuk, and then suddenly that was the pasuk. That was his entry, going into the sichas chaverim with Hashem. We don't know what pasuk is going to stand out for us. That's like okay, come in. Here's your entry. He goes in there, slavos vudvekus. From that moment on, the davening was with the with the life force and the simcha that he was used to. Until the end, basically the rest of his davening was in an expansive mindset. So what's this story telling us? Even Reb Nassim Breslover, he had to work like this. Had to, you know, it, it happened to him as well. And I think it's a very lim- big, big limit for us. That just like you never know at what point in a conversation, like you were saying before, it's going to just shift into this other thing. With the psukim on the, on the date night with the Eivishter, we don't know at what moment, or the morning date, whatever it was, the afternoon date, on the date with Hashem, we don't know at what moment there will, there will be these words that suddenly are so inviting, where it does transform into that other place. But I may, not, I may never get there because I closed, I closed, I, I end the date early. Right, I never know what it's going to be. This happens a lot often to Chazanim on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, where they know they're standing in front of their name of the tzibur. They have to be on, but there's so much pressure to be on that it, 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 this happens, and then it just in the middle of davening, there's one of the piyutim that just brings back some kind of a shvichas alev. I don't know how else to describe it, and you're there. Just like it happens between people, it happens like that between us and the Rebbe Anashleim as well, as long as the conversation continues. That's the point. And what worked yesterday doesn't necessarily mean... Mm-hmm. Bichlal, no. Mm-hmm. It probably won't. Mm-hmm. Yeah? It's a very good point to remember. Mm-hmm. 
Because I think yesterday's people get stuck on you know being dictated by the high of yesterday or the entry of yesterday. Mm-hmm. You killed your today. Mm-hmm. Sometimes in shul, I'm very cautious. I'm trying to be cautious of it because I, if if it was a, if it was a high Shabbos last Shabbos, <coughs> and we're trying to just remember that that's what was so high. But this Shabbos, the the gate, the entry gate into the Ptimius of Shabbos is a different one. That last Shabbos is high, has no relevance to this one. Now, go back to conversations between people. Let's say you did connect with someone very much on a certain Nekuda. And then you meet them again and you want to continue to be passionately in touch with them, right? Mm-hmm. So what do you think you have to do? So what, Okay, what was it we were talking about last week? Even though it's completely irrelevant mm-hmm. to now. But I think I have to harp on whatever was last week. Basically, that's what, you know, I killed the moment. I didn't allow myself to, to even discover what the entry of this conversation is going to be like. But it's like you were saying before, Dina, that it's ma'ala's man. So if it's, it's, if it's beyond time, don't, don't even think of anything that has to do with uh, in the realm of time. It's something new. Mashu chadash. Odloya. So he continues. We have a few more minutes? Yeah. Rabbi Avram Bereb Nachman Mitulchin Mesaper Pisipur Zeh. He would tell the story of this Rabbi Avram. Hayam arbele daber ule orer alinyan yesodi zeh ba'avodat ha'adam lebor'o when a person sees in their davening that it's not on fire, it's not, not even not on fire. Lozorem. Lozorem doesn't mean fire, it just means it's not flowing. It's not there. Don't sit there and wait. I'm going to wait until I feel it. The chius will come as long as you stay committed to being part of the conversation. Omnam, kan besipul ha'orach u'ba'al ha'bayit, romez rabbeinu al hanaga zo shel hitchaskut besichot shel irad shamayim v'avodat Hashem. In the story of the balabayit and the guest, our Rabbi Nachman alludes to this to strengthening yourself with sikh, with conversations about irad shamayim and avodat Hashem, shetzrichim l'amshich v'lo l'arpot ad sheyavo diburim tovim ayotzim in alev, where you have to keep the conversation going, until eventually words that come out of the heart will be the only thing that you hear in the conversation. But we're saying, we're taking that and we're saying, this must be the same situation when it comes to davening. Happens all the time, it's just not going like we said. Shaint imnisht, sorry about all this Yiddish. Ilechach, haim lo yitpalel, b'gilal sh'adayin, en lo yitlavud, do you come to the conclusion that you shouldn't daven because you're not passionate? Haim yamod v'yamtin lavo v'yishtokekut? Do you stand there and, you heard a Hasidish story about waiting for some, you're going to sit there and wait? V'chikam azman efshar l'amtin, harei zman atfila yavor. He's saying, you know that, Men are mchayev in davening because of mitzvahs aseisha asman grama. That means they're time-bound mitzvahs. We're going to wait there and wait until the zman is, you lost, even lost the zman. Meaning, Chazal and their infinite wisdom knew that we might have this yetzer to be like, I'm going to wait until I feel it. And then what's going to happen? I'm not going to feel it. I'll keep on waiting. So I'll be there all day long waiting and I'm evattling my whole day. So they said, you know what, you only have enough, you only have this and this amount of time to wait. 
Time bound. What's the Indian? Bottom paragraph. Tzalich le'atchil. Haynu lo livdok et atzmo im yesh lo hitorerut im lav. Le'atchil bechol matzav shehu nimtza. You start the conversation at any, in any situation that, in any matzav that you find yourself to be in. That's true regarding davening. But I want to speak about this in level of sichat chavirim. Sometimes we think that we need to be I don't know where this comes from besides just low self-esteem, but sometimes with people that we feel they are more deeper or whatever, we feel like I can't just talk to them about shtuyot, or not shtuyot, I have to, or I can't just start from where I'm at now. I have to become such and such a person to engage in conversation with that type of a person. But if, but I think he's saying over here, that's the Yitzhahara. That's the Yitzhahara telling you, you're not good enough, you're not, you know, you're not on the, to quote, uh, what's his name? No. What's his name? Stuart Smalley. Remember him? Do you remember? Enough, and doggone it, people <laughs> like me. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. And this person probably doesn't like me. What's your ratzon? I want to... I'm attracted to that person's way of life. I, I must, there must be something I can learn from them. But I'm not good enough. I'm not smart. I have, to, I have to wait until I'm feeling passionate to talk to a person like that. But don't you remember why you want to engage with a person like that? Because you... That's, that's, your, that's your kavana. That's your ratzon. So his eights over here is saying, don't, don't wait until you feel like you're on the level to talk to a person like that. Don't wait till you're on the level to dive in with fire. It will come. But start the conversation. Never. Mm-hmm. It's it's like Hayom, like we were discussing two weeks ago. If you push Mamash. it off, like it's putting conditions on something. When I get to that place, then I'll X, Y, and Z. Because what happens even if you get there? Like, let's say when I get to that place, then I get to that place and I realize that's that's not what it's about either. Yeah. Right. Even if you even if you reached where you thought you were trying to reach. Mm-hmm. But ultimately that means it's all about you. Nachon, right. the ego So that's so again, like I'm gonna re- I'm gonna start this, this, this paragraph again. You have to start. Don't 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 check to see when it comes to Hashem, am I feeling the fire or not? Just start. But I want to say also, when you see that inspiring person in your life, just start the conversation. Go for it. Just begin it. Begin it. Let'chil b'chol matzav sh'o nimtza. Ve'omnam, k'asher ha'adam rotze be'emet li'itpalel k'debai, hu chafetz be'emet l'argish chiyut ve'kirvat elokim b'tfilato. It's true that when a person really wants to start davening k'mo sh'tzarich, of course you want to be that passionate idler. When a person wants to connect their speech to actually what they're thinking about, like we said before, this will happen in the middle of davening. If the ratzon really is to feel it, to connect, 
but not putting conditions. I like what you said. Not, meaning, my kavana is, I, I really want to lehit chaber. How? What it's going to look like? I don't know. But my ratzon is there. It'll happen. Now the last few words he said over here on the bottom of this paragraph, I love it. You ever leave shul and someone asks you, what did, what did, what did Musaf taste like? Ta'am. Right? We, we, we should, it's, it's good to talk like this because it brings up the, 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 you know, the real, our sensory when it comes to things that matter most, like tefillah, what, what did davening taste like? What's the ta'am? And, and you put in whatever you want to put in, you know, if it's, it doesn't matter, but that, that there's a ta'am, there's a taste, as opposed to, oh, it's good davening. What was the ta'am? I don't know. That means it wasn't on. You have to have some kind of a ta'am, also with learning, but with davening very much so. There's, there's got to be a ta'am to the tefillah. What are the, what are the words you I um, like can't think of like how like like what does it taste like? What's like a good response? Uh, bubble b- bubble gum. I don't know. Like no, 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 no I'm serious. Sweet, sweet. Could yeah, 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 yeah. Smoked brisket, Could be. No, like hey, sometimes davening is mamish. Ah, that was like a. It's like a Haimish Chunt. It was very Yiddish. Sometimes it was like a Chiddush, so it's like, it, it tasted like a, I don't know. A, like a what? A jar of fish. It has a taste. It has a taste. But you know what? It's not, it's not even about food. But I, no, I, 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 it's a very serious question what you're asking. It's not only food. What did it taste like? It was a tam of of achdus. It, it actually tasted like achdus, you know. But you could do it with food too. It's, it's easier for us to like a tam, a tam. Should it should it satiate you, or should you be more thirsty? The concept, mm-hmm. like always, always, always make you hungrier. Right. Yeah. That's the Ishbitzer says that he says in Parshas told us that's exactly the difference between the satiation of food and Torah is that. The more you eat, the f- hopefully the more full you are, and the more you eat Torah, if it's Torah, the hungrier you are. As opposed to Tom, it's uh, Tom, still thirsty. What, what, Tom, Tom is not necessarily satiation, it's just this description. It's like a tavlin, a spice. You have to have a Tom. Klomar, and we'll end with this paragraph on top. Klomar, lo v'lo, b'shum panim v'ofen lo lehamtim lechakot ad sheyatchil it oler. In this, this may seem very repetitive, but I'm telling you, it, this happens to us a lot in life, where we're waiting until we feel something to do it, and we never end up doing it, or we end up doing it eventually, and it's nothing near what we thought it was going to be like. Kimi odea kam azmani amtim. How long, if you're waiting for this... How long will you actually have to wait? And will the hit that you're looking for ever even happen? Whoever said that hamtana, the waiting room, he How do you know that waiting is actually what's going to bring what you want? Maybe it's to do something else. Do you understand that everything we learned right now was based on a line in a story? 
I was in the Breslov bookstore this week, earlier this week. We did some really strong damage this week. It was good. I wasn't there for like a, a month or two. It's my mukum. It's my mukum. Tiny. Have you ever, anyone ever been there? Yeah. It's a tiny little store in the middle of Nashville. I'm a tiny. <clears throat> What's amazing though is that in the shul, like the, 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 the Talmud Torah that's right above it, you know, Rabbi Nachman's chair is in that building. It's like so, every time I go there, you know, Rabbi Nachman's chair that he sat on and taught is in that building that's right on top. It's a whole story how the chair got here, v'chulei. I once pulled out my phone to take a picture and I almost got lynched, mobbed in there, mamish. Any, in any event, I walked inside and every time I'm there, there are stacks of new svarim of, uh, uh, in Breslov. Am I missing something? What did Rabbi Nachman, you know what I mean? Like, how could there be, and every time I go in, I'm just like, this is just unbelievable how when you have one drop of real water, that's why Rabbi Nachman is referred to as the Nachal Novea Mekor Chokhmah. That's the acronym of his name. Nachal Novea, it's a, it's a, how do you say it in English? A flowing stream of the source of wisdom. Is that, you could take line, one lines of, of, of basically anything he said, the tzaddik's words, and just build neharot of etzot to get our to get our chizuk. So the person behind the counter is this Hamish, a guy, a young American guy, and he he just he he's so like excited about everything new that that comes to him, and he always says to you know when I recommend he's like come here, he takes me to like like that one or this one, or this new one or that one. This week, for instance, there's a a new massive book written about how, based on Rabbi Nachman, um, it makes sense that there's no Rebbe that's alive today, in today's day and age, based on, for you in Breslov, based on Shulchan Aruch. And it, it's just unbelievable. Meaning, you know, you know, what they, you know how they used to refer to Breslov or Hasidim? Toiter. Toiter means dead. The dead Hasidim, because it's the only Hasidists that didn't have a Rebbe. There was, there's never been a Rebbe since the first Rebbe. Not Reb Nasser. These are not Reb. These are not Rebbes, huh? There's no dynasty. No. No. It was just him. It was, there was never even an attack. It wasn't even like, well, we tried him and it didn't work. No. But there's there's got to be an Indian pitimibes again. Lo stam because it didn't work. So there's a whole safer and understanding the mahalach based on Rishonim, Achronim. But it's like this with every. Remember, I showed that I showed you a whole book that I have on Azamra, just on Azamra. A whole sefer just on the Zamra. Torah Pitresh Pebez. And so what we did was again we just did this whole limud based on one sentence in the middle of a paragraph that's in the middle of a of a story. It's a very beautiful thing. <laughs> it's a very wonderful thing. So it just means we have a, we have Beis Hashem years. Hashem should give us years to take advantage of all the tipin tipin of of you know water that can come and nourish our soul. And we'll continue with this Bezrat Hashem next week. So you can, if you want to keep it, it's fine. If not, you can bring the papers back here.